tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Yeah. <laughs> We're discussing camera position. We got, we got another one. We got another forever song in there. This one was a YouTube request. Yes, Shay from YouTube. Thank you for requesting Kenny Loggins Kenny Logan. forever. It's it. perfect. This is for you, Shay. It's absolutely perfect. Welcome, guys, to the AfterBuzz TV Forever After Show. I am your host, Kate Aquilano, joined by my lovely co-host, Tiger Rad. Hi, guys. Hi, I'm Marilyn Mandel. And we have a very special guest in studio, creator of Forever, Matt Miller. Hello. Oh, we got a little applause. Give the applause. All right, well, tonight was season one, episode seven, New York Kids. But before we get to that, we just want to pick your brain about this, about our new favorite show, Forever. Great, thank you. So, you're the creator. How did, how did you come up with this? How did you get involved? The origin of the idea. Origin. So, um, uh, all right. So what happened was um, I was putting um, my uh, five-year-old son to bed one night, and um, he asked me, as like five-year-olds, you know, can do. He said, um, "Daddy, are you ever going to die someday?" Oh. And you're like, you know, you don't want to tell them. And so I said, uh, "No, no, I'll never die." Um, you know, I didn't want to upset him or anything. And then I thought about it, and I realized you're, you know, supposed to build like trust through honesty and all that kind of business. So I decided to come clean. So I said, all right, Daddy wasn't completely truthful. I will die someday, but it won't be for a very long time, and by then you'll probably want me to be dead. (laughs) At which point he burst into tears. My wife, like, came running into the room, and I was kind of banished from the room, and she continued raising my kid. (laughs) And I went off to write television. And so I started, like, kind of playing with that idea about, like, what if a character, you know, for some reason couldn't or wouldn't die okay you know all the amazing things that you could do with with eternity and then you start to think well but what if my son wasn't immortal too you know would it would it watching him grow old and die and friends and family and all that stuff would it prove to be more of like a curse than a blessing Mm -hmm. so i started with that kind of idea of of a character that like kind of had the thing that we all wanted you know Mm -hmm. on some level and, and that he he didn't want it. He was there to tell you that like I have immortality and it's it's terrible. Right. Um, and and to start with that kind of you know conflict in the character. Mm-hmm. And then the Emmy. And then you figured, well, what does he do for a living? And it was like, well, it may be fun if like he was surrounded by death. Like mm-hmm. if a guy who couldn't achieve it, like but really wanted it, you know, was surrounded by it all day. And so he, you know, the the doctor thing sort of came into it, and then the medical examiner part. Well, that story is probably why the Abe Henry storyline is so strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think, like, yeah, you start to think about that, and then you're like, well, yeah, what if, you know, you had a kid, and, and even though Abe is not his his natural son, that, like, because I didn't want, I felt that by this point in his life, he probably would have had some natural kids and decided he wasn't going to have any more kids, mm-hmm. making a conscious decision. And then, you know, through fate kind of intervening is when he met Abigail, and then... 
you know, Abe and, mm-hmm. and you know, pa- ended up raising him. Yeah, I know that's all of our favorite storyline. Yeah. Every time yeah. it's Abe and Henry, we're like, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have great chemistry, those guys. Um, speaking of that relationship, did you, when you were casting those two roles, did you immediately think of Johan and Judd, or was it, how did um, they come to you? Because well, I think they work so well together. They, it's just, you know, it's one of those kind of, like, roll the dice kind of alchemy things, and it just works. Uh, the first person who was casting the show was Judd. We we sort of you know made a list of of actors for for Abe and it was sort of like yeah well Judd Hirsch perfect and then we sent it to him and, and he agreed to do it so he was he was really like easy piece of the puzzle that nice. fell into place and then um, with Henry it was really hard to find Henry because like you know I needed to like hear someone read it and needed to like feel it and you needed to believe like because the concept's so big you needed an actor that like could do the humor and the romance, but that really would ground the performance. Like, you'd really believe mm-hmm. that this guy lived for, like, over 200 years. And and we looked in L.A. and New York and Canada and London and Australia wow. and, like, South Africa. We were looking for, ev- for everywhere. Wow. And, um, and then one day I was dropping both of my kids off at preschool, and um, this guy, like, was getting into his car, and he had, like, these was rocking these white loafers and I was just, it was just like shocking to see a man in white loafers and no socks and I was like god who is that guy and then uh, I realized it was Yoan and I, I you know I had never worked with him or anything but I knew him from like Fantastic Four and those movies and I was like god that guy is really interesting and so you know the casting director called his agent sent him the script he liked it we met then he came in read it and it was great Wow. wow. We really have your five-year-old to thank for this yeah. series. I know. I have a five-year-old and a six-year-old. <laughs> six-year-old. And yeah, yeah, yeah. This was, uh, yeah, the, the, yeah, well, one of my kids is, is Henry, so we don't have Henry. <gasps> Henry. Oh, yeah, yeah. gosh. So but when you're coming together. is like, what's going on here? This yeah. is like, when you, you know, come into the show next time, you have to bring them. Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, one of the quick story. One of the first people I met when I came to LA for the first time, I sat next to you in a, a restaurant. And oh, he really? Couldn't have been nicer. Yeah, he's like the loveliest, nicest, hardest working. He is a, a total dream to work mm-hmm. with. It's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. So should we start with the Twitter questions? Yeah, the Twitter. We got tons of responses from you guys on Twitter. So thanks Good. so much for tweeting your questions out. Uh, we'll start out with. At Addie Cole, what was Henry's first car? Well, <laughs> there, <there's, laughs> there probably wasn't car. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So he was, you know, he, was, he predates the automobile um, and the airplane. Um, but uh, I don't, you know, I, 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 he has a thing for Jaguars that we learned in tonight's mm-hmm. episode. But we will also come to learn that he hasn't driven for a very long time. Um so while he appreciates certain cars, he, he actually doesn't drive. So I don't know his first car. I mean, I'm not as would be like a Model T or something. I would imagine <laughs> his first car would be the first car. Yeah, exactly. Would be exactly. The first car ever. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be a fun storyline, though. Actually, to to see Henry like driving like one of the early first cars and then you know crashing and dying. And dying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's always fun. You can kill your hero whenever you you want. I know uh, Mary Lou is wearing a scarf. It's a little hot in here. Oh, I, so, I have it, so you have it. One okay. of our Twitter followers. Uh, yeah, there you go. Nice. They, I don't get Halloween. I have to work on Halloween. So, oh, so you're, dressing, okay, up. you're dressing up. My costume. You're Henry Morgan. Yes. yes. So Anna uh, 
Eventus, I think I'm saying her name right. Does Henry have extra of his favorite scarfs in case he dies while wearing one and loses it? That's a great question. Yes, he has to have, if he finds something that's working for him, he has to have doubles of tweed suits and scarves and vests and nice shoes yeah. and things like that. Yes. When he dies, it's very, it's a little complicated yeah, when he dies. Yeah, I always yeah. get. Let's yeah. talk. So yeah. how did you, like the rules, like, so everything he has on him yeah. disappears, but yeah. like not the stopwatch, but his clothes Disappear? No, the stopwatch, if he had uh, anything on his person oh, okay. that he has on his person disappears. So, you know, fortuitously, like when he shot at the be- in the pilot, like um, first on the slave ship, you see the pocket watch mm-hmm. fall out of him. Mm-hmm. And then on the subway, the pocket watch sort of falls out. And that's what Joe finds on the on the uh, subway car. So, like, the pocket watch is one of those things that worked really, really nicely in the pilot. But when you start to do it in series, it's sort of like, you know, it's a big pain in the ass. Because if he happens to, he has to fortuitously leave the pocket watch at home. But if he, yeah. if he imagines he's going into danger, yeah. And that's yeah. why we don't see the watch anymore. But that's why we don't really deal with the watch that yeah, much anymore. thought it was going to be like a, a little symbol going forward we, after the pilot? We, we will revisit the pocket watch and revisit the origin of the pocket watch and, and how he got the pocket watch and those circumstances. And, you know, because we're going to do an episode... Um, um, episode 14, which will be, it, it's our f- only flashback that we'll have done that predates Henry's affliction. Nice. So we'll get to see Henry in London, like circa like 1812 or something before he got on the slave ship and why he got on the slave ship and all that. Kind of and stuff. so will that give us some insight into the curse and how he, he got this? Maybe, maybe a immortality? little. Immortality? I think that that's like, to me, like the why he got the curse is is the the very slow kind of burn okay. mythology stuff that will take place over the course of many seasons in, in a perfect world. But, but the, the, you know, like this season we're really dealing with a lot of the Abigail backstory, mm-hmm. the um, story between Adam and Henry and how long that actually you know, has lasted and, and, you know, maybe there's things that Henry learns that he didn't, you know, um, interactions between the two of them that he may not have known about and, and yeah, get into that kind of interpersonal stuff, um, without, and, and he'll certainly learn more about his affliction and a little bit of the rules of it that he didn't know through Adam. Um, but, um, we're not going to, like, solve the mystery of, of why he's immortal or anything. Well, yeah. Adam is a big thing that we always are thinking about, and a lot of the Twitter followers are thinking about. So, specifically, Redhead03, Stacy was asking for spoilers on Adam. you have anything you can give us? Um, Let's see. So, Adam, it, it was just in last week's episode, mm-hmm. uh, Jack the Ripper. That was and, a good episode. Yeah, it was a really good episode. And, um, and he will return... Um, in an episode uh, sort of right before Christmas. And um, we will meet Adam. Ooh. How about that? Okay, so was it him outside calling him? Because her and I thought that we saw him for a split second. When he comes outside. In the Jack the Ripper episode. Yeah. In the Jack the Ripper episode, he calls Henry, and then he comes outside, and we saw for a split second. They're at the butcher. So I guess the question is, have we seen Adam? And the the, the phone's there and all that But, like, there's a quick crowd shot. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we've seen him. I don't Uh, know. I don't know. I swear. (laughs) I look so shady. You you may have to go back and look at some stuff. We'll go back and look at We'll freeze it on the DVR. Yeah, freeze it. And then, yeah, wait till episode 11. Watch it's like Matt. He's, like, the extra. Yeah, yeah. It's me. Hey, 
Um, Hello, Henry. You said that Abigail is really important in uh, season one. Is Abigail still alive? Because I think she is. Um, maybe. Maybe. Undecided. Well, I know the answer. I just don't oh, want yeah, to say right. the answer. But, but, uh, but we're gonna. Um, will we find out? Yeah, we're gonna learn a lot more about Abigail and Henry and why they aren't together and what sort of happened there okay. and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I can't wait. I, I love I love the flashbacks. Oh, cool. I love the history. So I love that you yeah. and I love the writers. Kudos to the writers. They yeah. they you know weave the present story and the right. flashbacks thematically. So yeah. well. Oh, and cool. it's, it's done really. Are you? Thanks. I can't complain. Yeah, we've got, um, let's see, next week's is really, or next, uh, not, next week we're off for the election, but then mm-hmm. the week after, our flashback story is really fun. The, the episode is a, um, a dominatrix kind of episode, so it's like our Fifty Shades of Grey episode, and, yeah. and it sort of deals with trust, which is really what happens when you go, you know, get into that kind of um, S&M stuff. Mm-hmm. And so the flashback um, actually tells the story of Henry's first wife. So it starts in like 1815, like wow. a year after he was in the shipwreck, shot, whatever, on the slave mm-hmm. ship. And so we get to meet her, and she didn't realize that Henry was still alive. Mm-hmm. So we meet her for the first time. She's sort of mourning over the grave of Henry. And then he kind of, wow. like, hey, <laughs> surprise, I'm, I'm not dead. Yeah, and then, you know, it takes a little while for him to decide can he should he or shouldn't he tell her she because you know as far as she's concerned you know he just sort of survived a shipwreck mm-hmm. mm-hmm. but he's got a little bit more to that story mm-hmm. and so does he tell her or not tell her well yeah. speaking of the dominatrix we just learned that it's one tree hill alum, yeah yeah uh, hillary burton yeah, that's gonna correct. play that yeah i know one tree hill fans are so excited but oh, entertainment good. weekly said the characters fall for each other I think that there's like a little bit of chemistry there, you okay. know. Um, they're not going to run off into the sunset. I know. It's only, I was like, she's yeah. only guest star. Yeah. You one episode. Well, she, you know, we'll see. She come back, but um, but uh, yeah, there's just like a, an interesting kind of connection that they make in that okay. episode. What about Joe and Henry? I like. Is it just a friendship? Is there going to be? I, I sometimes. I mean, I I see the whole friendship thing. The yeah. the banter, super yeah. cute. I like the friendship. But once in a while, I just feel glant like glimpses of. There may a be a little, little spark. More, a I think spark. there'll be a little bit of a spark. Okay. I think that. Um, yeah, it's like with that kind of stuff. Like it's it's a little bit. You know, you have to be very careful because once you start turning on like the will they or won't they, you're just on that train. Right, right. And so it's kind of hard to get off of that. And so we're going to try and mine as much kind of emotional core for them, like an emotional connection. Like, you know, he's had a lot of loss and Abigail and all that business. And then she and her husband, and we'll get into that story and we're going to tell like a really nice. Joe and her dead husband story. Yeah, a nice I feel story. Like really sweet, funny with her Joe and her, and her dead, dead husband. husband. Yeah. I feel like in tonight's episode, we kind of got a foreshadow yeah. of Joe and her husband's yeah. kind of what happened there, right? Yeah, um, and we will, you know, really dive into it in an episode. There'll be an episode where, like, Joe sort of has to, you know, they have to solve an A story, but that the A story directly relates to, like, her dead husband. Okay. So it forces her to, like, kind of deal with all this baggage stuff that right. she hasn't dealt with and she's they find like an old deposition tape because he was an attorney of, of a case that he was working on and then so okay. she gets to see him 
you know, like in a deposition in like footage that you never even knew kind of existed. And at the end of the deposition, there's like this really nice moment where like, you know, they stop like um, interviewing the um, the person and um, and her his phone rings. And it's her. And it's Joe. And so she gets to like kind of watch this conversation Ooh. that she didn't even know was filmed that she had sort of had with him yeah. before he died. Yeah. All right. Well, that was Zora's wow, question. So there it you is. go from Zora. That's another like super funny episode. Well, then speaking of <laughs> Joe, I just want to say thanks for the dynamic female characters. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we've got Joe. We've got the lieutenant. Yeah. Abigail's really Lorraine. interesting. Yeah, and Abigail, the Frenchman. Yeah. I love. Frenchman yes. was great. I was yes. like, yes, Frenchman. Are we going to see more of her? <laughs> we do need uh, more Frenchman. We could bring the Frenchman back, at least like for Abe, you know? Yeah. Please yeah. for Abe. But we Those heard. E-Harmony so, dates are I know. The E-Harmony is not working. But we heard that. Um, one of his ex-wives is coming on. Yeah, we have, uh, again, that's not this coming Tuesday because there's the election. The Tuesday after, we have um, an episode where Abe's um, ex twice divorced. Uh, he's he's married her twice and divorced her twice, ex-wife. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. They, they were married twice for probably like six months total. Over a period of like twenty years, you know, like they just kind it's of fall back into really. it every oh few years, and then don't. And so she comes back into the antique shop, um, looking for Abe and, and looking for action. And that character is played by Jane Seymour, oh. and they're just they're great together. It's super funny and really like. I can't wait which again that. was cast by a child? Yeah, we like, heard that Wendy's uh, and John's daughter suggested Jane, and then Jane sent her a video thanking her for the role. Did you see the video? I didn't know. That's oh, awesome. we'll show you yeah. after. We showed it to uh, our, to the fans because oh, it was really? so cute to oh, take that's the adorable. time. Well, yeah, that's fantastic. So she really liked that. Um, <laughs> So, two weeks ago, ABC ordered some additional scripts. Yeah. So, what does that mean? Season two? Uh, well, first we wanted, you know, we got to get, we we get a full season one here. Um, but is that, that's... But it was, it was, it was an, it's a good vote of confidence, and um, and so, yeah, we're cer- certainly planning on, like, a, you know, 22, like, our, our season has been broken in the writer's room as if we're doing 22, so we've planned okay. that out. Oh. So hopefully, yeah, you know, they seem really happy, like, creatively, you know, like a lot of times you'll have, like, the network or the studio, they throw scripts out and outlines or mm-hmm. whatever. We've, they've been great so far. We've gotten a lot of support from ABC and Warner Brothers um, in, like, the creative elements of the show. So, yeah, hopefully, you know, fingers crossed they let us keep mm-hmm. doing it because it's so much fingers fun to crossed. make. Yeah. No, it must be so fun. Do you, we were talking before, do you visit, cause you're based in LA, but it's shot in New York. Do you visit yeah. New York a lot? Yeah, I go like probably once every three weeks or a okay. month and, um, just sort of pop in. But then like, you know, like it's, it's weird cause it's just so hard not to be able to like walk down to the set. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, just not being there. Like the writers will go to produce their episodes and, um, John Kretschmer, we have a producing director who is from LA that, lives there because the directors come in and different directors direct every you know episode mm-hmm. but you have one person that's there but like i don't know like today was like a weird day where you know like first thing in the morning i got a call from alana there was like a question about something and then later on in the day i had a yo and called me about so, you know it's, sometimes there's just like something in like the air yeah where you feel like oh, god i wish i could just like walk down to the set right yeah. now and totally unrelated questions about totally different like situations um, and then, like, that's why you gotta go, like, every three weeks. You just gotta, like, let them know Check. that, like, hey guys, I'm still, and, <laughs> and for, for them, they're just getting new scripts and shooting the episodes, but, like, for me, you know, I see them, like, 
in the editing room like all day, every day. So it feels like you're, you know, sort of still there with them. Is there an additional showrunner outside of you that's on set mm-hmm. all the time? No, they no, just can call no. you. It's is that hard to do remotely? Like, yeah, obviously. yeah. Well, they, yeah, you just gotta keep. You just have your phone. Twenty four seven. I think they're respectful. Where mm-hmm. like, if like you know, it's a seven a.m. call in New York, which would be like four a.m. our time. They're they're not going to call me. Maybe shouldn't call them. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes it happens, but um, for the most part, you know, like. If we had like a problem cast, it would be really tough, but mm-hmm. they're so professional and so good. And it all comes from the top. Like I've worked on shows and, you know, on this show, it's it's interesting that like Yoan, because I think he's like classically trained, like British actor, that he respects the words so much that he reads every single word. And so I've been in situations where I've been in New York and like, you know, you've written one thing to be a certain way and then you get on the set and it like doesn't totally match what you wrote. So you got to change a few lines, and he's just like, uh, I don't, I don't know about that. You know, uh-huh. he, like, he like learns the lines, like every word, and you're like, this is great. It's so nice, such a pleasure. Yeah. Um. That that you know, because I've certainly worked on shows where people are just like, yeah, whatever. And yeah. It, <laughs> I got the gist of it. I got the gist of it. And you're like, you ruined the rhythm. <laughs> now yeah. tell us about the writer writers room. Yeah. How do you guys? I mean, it's so intricate. Every mm. detail of the crime. It, it's yeah. so intricate. How do you guys start out? Is there a big white? Just yeah, there's out a lot ideas. of whiteboards. It's brutal. It's um, I mean, it's not brutal. It's super fun, and it's <laughs> a really good staff of writers. And um, there's a I worked on a show called Chuck, and um, there was one uh, love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, there's um, three of the writers from Chuck work, work on this show. Um, Chris Fiedak, who co-created Chuck, a guy named Phil Clemmer, and a guy named Zev Barrow. Um, all three I, were really good friends, and we worked with on that together. Um, and then two, we have three editors, and two of the three editors are the editors from Chuck, and so it's a lot of the same team is is together. Um, but what we do is basically, you know, we'll start with like a idea for an episode, like a kernel of an idea, um, and then we try and think like Jack the Ripper, for example. Like someone will pitch that idea, and we'll say, okay, well, let's talk about that. And so we talk about what would be like a possible A story there. And then we talk, like, well, what's interesting about a 200-year-old guy solving that crime? Like, as opposed to, you know, like, a, a lot of very good, but sh- straight-up procedurals. Mm-hmm. Why, how does that play into the hook of our show? Mm-hmm. And, like, how does it connect emotionally or story-wise to Henry? Like, either he, like, maybe he knew, like, in um, our fourth episode at the museum, you know, he knew the person that was actually killed, but he knew her, you know, 50 years ago. So yeah. that was sort of fun. So we try and think about that stuff, and then we think about, well, what's the flashback story? Like, what we, – we've, we've talked roughly about, like, the chronological arc of Henry's life from, like, birth till present day, and then you start to think, well, what's, what's a really good flashback story? What part of Henry's life matches the theme of this episode? Mm-hmm. And we kind of get a sense of what the flashback is, and then we, then we get to the, like, okay, well, what's, how does Abe fit into this? Because that's always, yeah, like, yeah, that's sort of the magic, yeah, is, is what's Abe's take on this particular piece of material, and can he fold back into the A story somehow? Because it's not a traditional show where you have, like, an A story, a B story, a C story. We just, we have an A story, and then it has, like, offshoots, which mm-hmm. would be, like, our flashbacks, um, which is really hard for production because Yoan's in all of it. You know, like even though it's 200 years ago, it's still yeah. the same actor has to play it. Um, and then so we think of the Abe story. And then, so that's like the most basic version of the architecture that we get. 
And then we go to the whiteboard and we just got to like be like, okay, what's the crime and how do we break that story? And then we go and we figure, well, this is a nice opportunity for a flashback. And so we basically, you know, do what I call freeform jazz. Mm. And we play a lot of freeform jazz, just trying to kind of get a, a rough shape of an episode. And then we kind of fill in stuff. And then we do like one final day where we talk about every single beat in like tremendous detail before the writer goes off and writes the outline and then writes the script. Wow, do you guys have experts that you consult, like medical experts, or yeah, we for like have, the the abbreviations you guys use all the time? We we have a um, a former ME who is huh? is like a consultant to the show. I mean, at some point, he's just going to take his name off the show because he's constantly telling me how ridiculous <laughs> some of this stuff is. Like medically speaking, he's like, you absolutely could never tell how somebody hey, jumped off of the the bridge. Doctor Morgan can tell. Yeah. That's that's my feeling. The doc, I'm like the guy's immortal. Like, come on, everything. he knows everything. So, so he his name is um, Shia Rabowski, and um, he was like a you know he worked on like legitimate shows like Law and Orders and stuff like that that are well the show is legitimate legitimate you know but shows that like you know maybe the the sort of math and science of it all has to be you know, yes it? exactly right and 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 um, I look at that stuff a little bit more liberally um, but uh, but yeah he's, he's super super helpful and he'll come to the set when we do the OCME which is our um, you know the 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 autopsy kind of uh, corner lab. And he, he doesn't come there as often because Yoan sort of has the hang of, like, what to do. Mm-hmm. But if there's a certain episode, like on the Jack the Ripper episode, we, you know, dissected, like, a brain or things like that. He'll come for, like, those special occasion oh. organ dissections. <laughs> is there an immortality expert? No. Like, is, who's the resident vampire is what we need to know. <laughs> um, we have a few of those on staff. We have, <laughs> the writers, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but, I, 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 like, when I was researching this show, I did do fair amount of like we had this thing in the pilot that was cut out of the pilot and i've put it into three separate episodes and it's been cut out of every episode which is this thing called the immortal jellyfish there's there's a real um you know organism called an immortal jellyfish and it like regenerates and lives forever or for a really long time and there's people that you know like like there's no legitimate science in this television show but that said, like, I, there is, you know, we are living a lot longer and there are, like, legitimate scientists and doctors and people that spend their lives um, studying, like, how do we possibly prolong our aging mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was this Japanese doctor that spent a lot of time studying the immortal jellyfish and how they actually are able to regenerate their cells and, and continue living. So in the pilot, it got cut out of the pilot, but we had this... You know, he was in his lab downstairs, and he had this big, beautiful fish tank with this beautiful... We, we got an immortal jellyfish for the shoot, and the pilot, and then killed the immortal jellyfish. No, you didn't. Amazingly, yes. Oh, my The thing was going to live forever if we didn't cast it. And oh, so geez. we got this immortal jellyfish, which we killed, and so we just had to fill the tank with water quickly and shoot it, and then we got this even better uh, CGI... Um, Immortal oh, jellyfish, and that one's yeah. really which CGI. didn't die, and that one's really CGI. And so uh, we had this really like nice, beautiful moment where he's. I like like pretty colors, like that kind of stuff. Like <laughs> it's the kind of thing I just gravitate towards when I'm watching television. And so he would like feed the jellyfish, and he talked about how you know when the only other organism that shares your plate has neither a mm. heart nor a brain, it can get a little lonely and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, it was just too long; it didn't fit in the in the pilot. But maybe we'll see it. Yeah, 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 and it's and it's real. Well, then it came up again today with the 
with the immortality because uh, Henry got shot and it's come up a few times. Mm-hmm. Like, how does his healing happen now if he doesn't die? Does he heal like a regular person? No, no, no. Yeah, he heals like a regular person. Mm-hmm. So, like in the pilot, he gets shot. He's like actually shot. Right. Right. Okay. I mean, like we've joked if, in the yeah. writers' room, like that if he had like a really bad cold, he should just like right. And yeah. that's what she said. Yeah, yeah, he's got like a sinus infection. He's like, all right, this is I'm ridiculous. Done. I'm <laughs> like, I can't take this. Right. Just give me the gun. <laughs> all right. Well, another one of our favorite characters is Detective Hanson. Yes. Which we found Donnie. out when Donnie was. Um, called into the show his first name was Mike we we didn't know his first name yeah I didn't either I I, I learned it pretty late in, in this series I think you should have come up with that name <laughs> I know believe me he, he so was who just, created Mike I don't know he was he was Hanson and he was always just Detective Hanson and then like I think it was Donnie or somebody said yeah he's Mike Hanson and I was like Donnie I don't think I would have gone with Mike I, I just wasn't feeling that but it, like the ship had sailed and I was like alright I guess he's Mike Hansen it just yeah. feels a little pedestrian I don't know it's like a real New Yorker I think it works alright all right, yeah. um, but when he called on into the show we found out that he was a lead singer of a rock band and I think Pega suggested that he sang in one of the episodes I think that's a great idea and we need this to happen because we have a whole Twitter campaign going like oh. hashtag get Donnie to sing I love it I, I, this is all news to me by the way First of all, the Arkansas accent is just incredible. It's right? amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm all for it. I would, I would love... <laughs> we I would need love, to get Donnie to sing. Yeah, just... yeah, Like a whole musical episode. Oh, that's, that works. I, I just feel like it would... Yeah, it would be great. I just like the idea that... Um, Henry and, and Joe would sort of wander into some bar some night and then there would be okay. like Donnie. Yes, like, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. And when finally Lucas... Before yeah. we get into the next episode, we'll do yeah. a re- quick recap. We love Lucas. Yeah. He's, I mean, if he has those one-liners. He's there for a little bit of comic yeah. relief, a little levity. But will we find out more about Lucas? Will his relationship with Dr. Morgan yeah. grow? I mean, will he take him up on some drinks? I feel like Lucas is always like, do you want to go to drink? And yeah. Dragon's like, no. And yeah, he- I think um, <laughs> I think part of that is like you know Henry doesn't want to get too close to people, but mm-hmm. like you know which we started that kind of idea in the pilot that he's mm-hmm. starting to like move a little closer, and certainly with Joe, and then yeah, Lucas is really determined that he just wants to be friends with the guy, mm-hmm. and he's and you know uh, Henry doesn't want any of that, but um, but yes, we see in in the next episode he. Starts to move forward a little bit in his oh, relationship with Lucas. A lot. Nice. A lot yeah. is happening in the next episode. It's a big now. episode. It's a big episode. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, can we get into tonight's episode yeah, let's real go quick? For we'll it. do a quick recap. It was called New York Kids. Okay. Um. So it opens on Dr. Tyler Forrester giving uh, getting award New York City's Give Back Hero Award, and then we find him dead in his apartment. Dun, dun, dun. Murder weapon is the actual award. Yeah. Um, and you know in the opening scene of the show, nobody's safe. No one's right, safe. Right, that's yeah. true. You don't want to be in that first scene of the no. episode. Someone's getting killed. Yeah. Someone's definitely getting killed. Yeah. Um, we learn that his father is uh, extremely wealthy, but he didn't take any money. And then there's this tattoo on his chest. Yeah. It was uh, June. It was June basically... Safe. 4 10 2005. So oh, yeah. June 10th, I, not 4, that's April. Um, June, but it was like backwards. Yeah. 5. Right. It was a mirror. It's confusing. And Roman numerals, it was complicated. It was yeah. really complicated. <laughs> um, but we find out, did, did you say you kind of have like a 50, you know, next episode's 50 Shades of Grey. Did you kind of think of 
I know what you did last summer. We did, with this? yeah, yeah, okay. we did. It was, um, and that doesn't always. It's not always the case. Like sometimes you just like we're doing an episode in two weeks. It's just like a jazz episode. Um, we're just we just like to get into the world of jazz, and it's not necessarily reminiscent of any movie. But if you can sort of hold on to like, and, and structurally, this is you know obviously a much different structure mm-hmm. from I know what you did last summer, but. The initial idea was that, yeah, mm-hmm. it was like the idea of of a crime that takes place in present day, but has to do with something that happened in the past, mm-hmm. because that, like, you know, sort of Henry's whole bit is like, you know, holding on to the past, and mm-hmm. and that it comes, but you, you never really let go of it. Yeah. So there was that. That was the idea was to take that thematic, which Henry carries around, like the scars that we all carry mm-hmm. around with us, and. You know, whether it be like emotional baggage or scars and even like Abe has like a secret and Henry has a secret. You know, everyone has these things that they don't really want to share. And then and then to actually see this this character that was so overcome with guilt that he felt like he had to like mm-hmm. mark his body with like his big secret. Mm-hmm. Is that a yeah. theme in a lot of your shows is like Chuck had a secret. Like everyone yeah. has a secret. Everyone has secrets. Well, you know, if you tell everyone everything, yeah. you know, I, I've fun. got something I'd like Not to unload right now. Yeah. There you go. Exclusive. Yeah. 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 But so going with the themes, though, so the one a few weeks ago, last week was the Jack the Ripper one. So mm-hmm. I know somebody on Twitter, I didn't get their handle, but they asked if he was going to uncover more mysteries from other real murders, like the Zodiac Killer. Right. Um, well, that episode, you know, was was specific. We did like, you know, Jack the Ripper. We did Black Dahlia. Mm-hmm. We did like a little sort of tease of Boston Strangler at the end of it. Um, and and maybe it, it feels like you don't want to kind of play that hand too, much. too often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a little while. And and like you know, with Henry, it's not like we we didn't want to make him like Forrest Gump where. You know, he's just sort of there in history for all these things. Mm-hmm. I think we want to, like, see him in the periphery of stuff. Um, but, yeah, so we don't do any real true crime stuff um, in the next couple of episodes. We will learn a little bit about the anonymous caller at some point, though, and flash back to, like, a little true crime kind of stuff with Ooh. him. Yeah. Well, what I liked about Spoiler. this episode is um, it's basically, you know, there was a group of four, right. four best friends from high school, and you didn't, you couldn't tell which one of them did it. If yeah. Any. Right, right. And that's how I'm like, I'm really, really good at, at taking yeah. the killer out. And yeah. I couldn't, that's why I love this episode, because I, I couldn't figure out which one. At first, I was like, it's Cass. And yeah. then yeah. something oh. happened. I was like, oh my God, it's not Cass. <laughs> and I was like, who is it? So how do you kind of build the, the killer into the... I mean, I not think, be the main people, and yeah, and but we can still give away them. whatever it was about. So, so in that episode, it was like you know we wanted up in your kids, and we wanted to play around with the three main suspects of the three kids. But like, I, I think that for me, it, it would have felt a little like unsatisfying to just be like you know it was Cass because mm-hmm. she, she loved him, or it was Paul because. He loved he Cass her. Or, or, or Carter. Would, like if it, if it just sort of folded in, you weren't learning anything new. If it just kind of kept folding into itself about these three and passing it around. And I thought it was more interesting to like, you know, suspect all three of them and that they all had maybe a reason to, to do mm-hmm. it or not do it. Um, but that maybe there was – they and, and that they certainly were guilty and they were guilty of that crime of hitting the boy, you know, um, 10 years ago. But that if it was a totally different, like, left turn to who actually did it in present day. Um, so that's, we, we kind of played around with that idea. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we came up with the gas station guy who had been blackmailing, you know, mm-hmm. um, 
uh, Tyler, and then he wanted to finally. He, he had decided, like he's doing that like little video Video. tape business Mm -hmm. like he was gonna the 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 weight of it was too much for him so he was gonna just fess up the whole thing yeah i love the way that it was cut with like all of their um interrogations how much do you play a role in how it's edited do you sit in the editing bay are you watching every move yeah (laughs) i spend um a lot of time in editing it's it's like for any showrunner it's it's literally i mean it depends on you know your particular day um and and you like some days you're all in the room, some days you're writing, some days. But editing is the thing you you maybe spend the most of your time doing because yeah, yeah you got to shape the cuts and then the music and all of that. But just in 107 um, near kids, it was designed to be that way. Like yeah. sometimes you write something and like it's like all right, well this scene's kind of slow and this scene's <laughs> kind of slow. Can we like intercut them? But that one was written to be, mm-hmm. you know, one line, one line, one line. Because they all, all the, play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. supposed to play like that. All right. Um, well, I love the flashbacks in this one because you see Henry really torn yeah. when he chooses himself over a patient, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, and is that why he basically decides not to be a doctor anymore? Yeah, I think the, the idea was that in that moment he... You know, Joe asks him, "Why aren't you a real doctor?" And he gets very offended on behalf <laughs> oh, of the medical examiner. I am a real doctor. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that uh, it, it, for him, it was a moment where he realized that he had chosen to protect himself and his secret over a person. And in that moment, he sort of broke his. He's a very honorable guy, right? Mm-hmm. And he sort of broke his oath and felt that like he really couldn't practice medicine anymore after that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it was a really good episode. Do you have anything, any more on the episode? No. Do you guys mm-hmm. want to get into predictions? Yeah. Do you want to go over the photos? <laughs> and then we'll do photos. Oh, okay, cool. Here. Now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Obviously, you know everything that happens. So you just smile and nod along. Okay, so you guys are going to guess. Mary, yeah. We're going to give a little prediction for each. Okay. Well, I predict we're going to meet Abe's ex-wife. That's gonna, yeah. We know that's going to happen. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm just more excited to learn more about Adam. Well, now I know it's not going to be for a while. You said like not until like December sometime. We're not going to see another Adam episode. Oh no, I didn't say that. I said you're not going to meet him. Oh, we're not going to meet him. Okay, yeah, we won't see. Who I just need more is. Adam. If right, that's a story I like. I need more of that. I know. Anyway. I agree. I like the I like the Adam stuff a lot, but um, it'll go fast. You'll, you'll, yeah. Okay, you'll good. be okay. Good. I wonder you'll who's going to play Adam. Who is it? The voice actor is we're also the Adam actor. Um, Are we not sure oh, yet? Oh, good question. Or is that giving away too much? That's a good question. Oh, no. Is it the same person? Is that all you? <laughs> He's like, wait, I haven't figured that uh, out wait, yet. Wait, so his name's not in the credits, obviously. I don't, Maybe not. Right. Right. Oh. Um, I don't know. I th- um, <laughs> That's his side answer. I would be so like, I don't know. angry if I got a role in this awesome yeah. show forever. Right. And I can't even tell people or show people that like, I'm, I'm him. Like, it's me. Maybe yeah. he's so famous that um, oh. he, yeah, he doesn't need it. He doesn't need the publicity. He's, right. he's already yeah. out there. A there household name. And there were some theories at some point that Adam was maybe Joe's husband. Oh. I don't... I, that's not my theory. That's a theory I've read somewhere. <laughs> that like, would make know. things that's kind of scandalous. interesting. He, and he's like harassing Henry because he's like, get away from my woman. Yeah. yeah. Basically. <laughs> I see you sniffing around there. Yeah. Come on, man. No, you said that she's scientifically hot. So it's like ghost. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Anyway. Wow. All right. What do you think? I like it. 
Um, I think we're going to see Detective Hansen sing. And then um, I, I still, I'm, I've been saying this every show, Lucas is going to be the first one that finds out a secret. And that's going to be what brings them together and they're going to become BFFs because of that. <laughs> she has said that from the beginning. Yeah. Lucas is going to be the first one. That's good. He deserves it. He's so cute and nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, my you, prediction is I want to, like you said, we'll probably learn more about Joe and her past mm-hmm. because she describes the way he died. He had like a, a heart attack on the treadmill mm-hmm. and I don't think that's really how he died. Mm. I think Ooh. there's some sketchy stuff going on and maybe we get into that and maybe he was murdered. Mm. Maybe. So I'm looking forward to that. We'll, we'll definitely tell an episode where we get into Joe's dead husband. All right. What's his name? Uh, Sean. 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 All right, we don't have to get go through like some mystery to find out his Sean first name. Martinez. Um, okay, now no, we have... No, not Martinez. Oh. She's the Martinez. He's oh. the Sean. Okay, he's the Sean. Yeah. Oh. Get it straight. Okay. He's Sean. They, yeah, she kept... She has her own... Yeah. She's a very powerful... Right, empowered. Strong I, female. Yeah. And I absolutely love her. Oh, great. I love good. her so yeah. much. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. I like... Yeah, and, she's um, great. We, had, we didn't really talk about this. Her... Um, getting over shooting someone for the first time. Yeah. I thought that was a good because she is so strong as a way to make her vulnerable for right. for a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. She's yeah. obviously still a strong yeah. NYPD detective, right? But it shows you know what they have to go through all the time. Yeah, yeah. We got we obviously it happened at the end of last episode or episode six, and then she sort of has that scene in the bar with Henry mm-hmm. before the um, before Adam interrupts things. Um, and then in this episode, she sort of deals with it a little bit, and yeah, he's sort of there to help her kind of get through it but yeah. um yeah she alana's uh awesome amazing actress and she's a pleasure a joy to work with in the same way that uh Jonas. she's great well we saw in this episode she got a little bit more sassy than usual and she i love is that is, is that like part of her personality that's coming out yeah yeah, yeah i think she's got it. a little bit more sass to I love, her yeah. yeah it was fun uh well hopefully she's gonna call into the, one of our after shows soon do you yeah, have- be great she is she has little kids and stuff Oof. so it's so late uh, for her you know so on the east coast it's like i know it's hard yeah. It's like 2.30 where they are. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. We'll yeah. leak the episode to us early so we can record our after show earlier. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. for us. No problem. <laughs> Solve. Um, problem solvers. Problem right? solvers. Yeah. Um, now we have some cool uh, behind-the-scenes photos. Great. We thought we could look at and you yeah. could maybe talk <laughs> oh, us man. through. You on set with... Uh, that is. That was the night um, that we shot, uh, you know, when, when Henry met Abigail for the first time and little baby Abe. Mm. Baby Abe. And baby Abe. I'm not going to lie. I shed a tear. Oh, it was very sweet. Lie. And I'll tell you that that ba- it was it was a very cold winter, and it was a particularly cold night. And that baby was it was a real you know baby, and we had like a little warming tent, but it was freezing. Oh. And the kid had like a, the most adorable smile on his face the whole time. He was awesome. <laughs> and then also like if, if you know if you watch the pilot in that scene, I don't know if you can tell, but like. There was these big, beautiful snowflakes that came down, mm-hmm. yes. and that you know sometimes you have to generate that. It, it happened just like oh, we got wow. really lo- I mean, oh. like if it had been like ten degrees warmer, it would have been rained. It'd been like miserable, um, and it was. Was perfect. this last winter? Yeah, this yeah. was this. Um, I guess we probably shot that around like it was a really cold winter, but it was probably around like March. Mm-hmm. Wow! Wow! All right, let's see what else we got. And this was a couple weeks ago at Comic Con New York. Yeah. Yeah. How was that? 
It was great. Yeah. It was super fun. And, um, you know, you like never know if anyone's going to even show up. And, and we got like a couple thousand people, I think, showed up and, um, oh, asked really good questions. It was great. And we made this little Comic Con reel that we just posted online. So yeah, it was great. Oh, well, Did anyone stump you there. with any of their questions? No, um, one guy had a really good question, which was like, if Henry always knows he's going to die and come up in water, why doesn't he like pack a bag and hide it somewhere by the water with like his clothes? Hey, that's which I brilliant. thought was a really good idea. Yeah. 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 That is a good idea. Does he always, he's always like reborn in the same place? No, I mean like that's, that's, uh, he's not supposed to be reborn in the same place. It's a function of uh, the production schedule. Gotcha. You know, like in my perfect world, we would find lots of different places and then you end up, you're like, all right, well, we've got this plate that we've already (laughs) shot for here. Yeah, do you have like 50 shots of him coming up in the water in that one spot in different ways? We've got, we've got like him in a, actually in a, in a pool against green coming Mm -hmm. up in a lot of different ways. And so we've shot it. With him coming up in the water, but then we've done like Henry with like a mustache coming out of the water and Henry with like mutton chops in case like you just, you know, like <laughs> for any time case. period that yeah. you need him to die yeah. and come out of a body of water. Yeah. Right. So he, when he's regenerated, he comes back looking the way he looks when he, died. he just died. Right, the right, most recent right, death. right. Yeah. Yeah. These rules. Oh, tattoos. I got to write them down. How about tattoos? I got to know. If he has a tattoo, does it? Will it come back? Or? Oh, uh, he doesn't have a tattoo, but um, no, it wouldn't come back. The only thing that comes back is that scar thing yeah. he's got mm-hmm. from the first shot. From the first time. Yeah. All right. Let's see what else we got. Oh, oh yeah. No. Oh, that's Look at these uh, guys. Look yeah, at that's from the pilot, Joel and Yoan. All right. So let's cute. see. Hanging out. Let's see. Uh, what Lieutenant. Detective is that? Hansen. Detective Hansen and... Lieutenant. Uh, Lieutenant Reese. Now, is this on a soundstage? Yeah, this is um, in our uh, police precinct there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are most of the locations on soundstage or outside? No, no. Most of it's like outside and about the world. We, mm-hmm. we Our soundstage, we have um, the OCME, which is the lab, and then the police precinct. And then we have on another soundstage, Henry, this is pretty recent, we have the, um, you know, the basement lab that Henry has yeah. in the antique shop is on a stage. But the actual antique shop and the apartment where they live is a real location in the Lower East Side. That's a, mm. like a store that we leased and we dressed with antiques and wow. painted Abe's outside. So, oh like, we gosh. shoot, you know, in front so of... So anyone yeah. could just go yeah, visit just it? Yeah, walk by walk and by. be in the I shot. I yeah. go to New York. I know. We'll just have to go up there and just yeah. stand outside of Abe's Antiques, yeah. crash the set. Yeah. It's like the Today Show. You can, like, just wave <laughs> and come in behind it. Yeah. Like, That's hey, so cool. wait. Abe's not here. Yeah. Abe's not real? Um, all right. Let's see what else we got. So another behind-the-scenes yeah. shot of looks like an interrogation. Yeah, no, that's uh, like our conference room. Um, yeah, that's um, Donnie and Alana, and it looks like we've got little Henry there with the back of his uh, lab coat on yeah. business. Um, yeah, that's just that's inside our, our precinct. All right, let's see what else. <laughs> <laughs> Henry, and that's one of, we have uh, two first uh, ADs, assistant directors. That's one of them named Peter Saldo. Great guy. Oh. Nice. Uh, and that's uh, Lorraine and Alana and, and Moxie, uh, w- w- one of our DPs, uh, directors. Yeah. We have two DPs, so they alternate every other week. Gotcha. Every, um, Donnie and Joel, when they called in, they just said that set is, like you said, everyone's so amazing that they have so much sun on set. Yeah, we're really, really fortunate. The cast is great and the crew is fantastic. It's really, really <laughs> lucky group. Yeah. It looks like they're having Aww. some fun. Yeah, they're having fun. Selfies. And they're like, yeah. Everyone needs a selfie. Right? 
Alright. Oh, there's a yeah, autopsy? Yeah, that's the autopsy. That's our OCME, which is, you know, where we, yeah, there's two cameras there and they, um, I, I'm, it's hard for me to tell. It looks like that the body is, we, we did this kind of, um, a person uh, gets burned in a car, so we have like a charred. I can't tell, but mm. it sort of looks like that's the charred so. body um, there in the background. What kind of camera do you guys use? Um, we use uh, an Alexa. That's some hefty equipment. Yeah. Donnie, getting. We have a couple of Donnie. I think our uh, on-site camera person is like Donnie around. So the show's about this guy, Detective Hanson. <laughs> yeah, Mike. He has to deal with this Emmy guy. Yeah. Emmy things. Yeah. They were saying, oh, <laughs> yeah. like, like, what is he doing? We're, we're actually going to learn in an episode um, about uh, Detective Hansen's kids because he's going to, he'll get shot and goes into the hospital. Okay. And okay. He's got like these little kids running around. It's good. It's really cute. Oh. All right. Yeah, Detective Hansen's character reminds me a lot of Dokes in Dexter mm. with the, the character that's just suspicious of the main guy. Right, yeah. He's yeah. like, got my eye on you. Yeah, you need But that. less abrasive. Not less abrasive and more lovable. Yeah. Like Donnie's pretty lovable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I asked um, John, the the co-executive producer, like, you know, what what question can I ask Donnie? He's going to be on the show. And he says that he has a really hard job because he always has to foil Dr. Morgan. Yeah, yeah. He's always challenging him. loves Henry, so it's like, yeah, you got to be the sort of force. But I think that they have a good relationship. I just think, like, you know, Hanson's like a cop that's been doing it for a while. And Mm -hmm. he just, like, it's not... He's kind of not, he's kind of looking for the easy way out of things. He's looking for like open and shut cases to be open and shut cases. He wants to get home, yeah. like crack open a beer, watch forever, and just kick back with his kids. And like Henry comes into things and is always like with these crazy theories about stuff. He just they don't see eye to eye all the time. I think is that our last one, Marissa? I think so. Yep. That's it. Beautiful. Awesome. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Good session, guys. Thank you. It. It was we fantastic. learned so much. I hope you can join us again sometime. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. Thank Where, you guys for doing this. Of course. What can we find you on social media? Um, Matt Miller TV, Twitter handle, Matt mm-hmm. Miller TV. All right. Follow him. Ask him any questions you yeah. want about the show. What about you guys? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mary Lou Mandel, M-A-R-I-E-L-O-U-M-A-N-D-L. Yes, I have to spell it every time. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Pegarad. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kate Aquilano. Again, thank you to Matt Miller thank for you. joining Thanks, us. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Same time, same place. Bye, guys. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 